do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. In 1917, the first American expeditionary forces were preparing to set sail across the Atlantic in order to deploy the might of their nation on the battlefields of France and Belgium in the First World War. The New York Bible Society asked Theodore Roosevelt to inscribe a message in the pocket New Testaments that each of the soldiers would be given before they left home. The great man, who was then widely regarded as the most popular president ever to have lived in the White House, happily complied. He began by quoting the biblical passage he called the Micah Mandate. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Writing that, the whole teaching of the New Testament is actually foreshadowed in Micah's verse. The former president exhorted the men to lead the world in both word and deed through unimpeachable moral uprightness. He exhorted them to live their lives in light of and in submission to the absolutes as they were revealed in the scriptures. In his brief message to the soldiers, he explained, Do justice, and therefore fight valiantly against those that stand for the reign of Molech and Beelzebub on this earth. Love mercy. Treat your enemies well. Succor the afflicted. Treat every woman as if she were your sister. Care for the little children, and be tender with the old and helpless. Walk humbly. You will do so if you study the life and teachings of the Savior walking in his steps. Thus, he concluded saying, Remember, the most perfect machinery of government will not keep us as a nation from destruction if there is not within us a soul. No abounding of material prosperity shall avail us if our spiritual senses atrophy. The foes of our own household will surely prevail against us unless there be in our people an inner life which finds its outward expression in a morality like unto that preached by the seers and the prophets of God when the grandeur that was Greece and the glory that was Rome still lay in the future." Roosevelt believed that the ultimate security of men and nations depended on a faithful adherence to the venerable Old Testament prophet's threefold call for biblical fidelity, a strident commitment to justice, a tangible concern for mercy, and a reverent humility before the Almighty. He was certain that even with the deployment of superior forces in superior numbers with superior armaments, the American army could very easily suffer ignominious defeat during the war if the men tried to fight 
without the advantages of these absolutes, the morality that that afforded them. And he was convinced that if individuals and families took only their limited material resources into the battlefields of their own daily warfare, they too would be met with defeat and destruction. But for Roosevelt, this was not merely a matter of foxhole faith. He made Bible reading and Bible study a vital part of his daily life. He always had, ever since childhood, when his father taught him the absolutes from the Bible every morning and every night. Thus, he argued that a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. The reason for this was not simply that the Bible outlined a good and acceptable system of personal morals and social etiquette. He believed that the Bible was far more than that. It was, in fact, the very warp and woof of the fabric of Western civilization. It was a revelation of the absolutes. It was, therefore, an essential element in the maintenance of order, civility, and prosperity. Indeed, without it, the great American experiment in liberty would be thrown into very real jeopardy. He believed that the absolutes the Bible expounded were altogether indispensable. Every thinking man, when he thinks, he said, realizes that the teachings of the Bible are so interwoven and intertwined with our whole civic and social life that it would literally be impossible for us to figure ourselves what this life would be if these standards were removed. We would lose almost all the standards by which we now judge, both public and private morals, all the standards which we, uh, with more or less resolutions, strive to raise ourselves. He quoted the Bible often, evincing his intimate familiarity with it. One biographical archivist examined just his published works and found that he had so integrated Scripture into his thought processes that there were more than 4,200 biblical images, references, inferences, or complete quotations contained therein. And... His unpublished letters, articles, and speeches contained hundreds, perhaps even thousands more. In 1902, during the height of an extremely tense diplomatic showdown with Britain and Germany over their forcible recovery of debt service in Venezuela, several key military advisors were summoned to the White House. When they entered Roosevelt's office, they found him furiously poring over a well-worn Bible and an exhaustive concordance. After a long and uncomfortable silence, during which the president never acknowledged their presence, one of the generals cleared his throat and addressed the great man. "'You asked for us, sir?' Without looking up from the volumes before him, the president responded, Well, don't just stand there, men. I need help. I can't remember why I hold to the Monroe Doctrine. I know that it's got to be in here somewhere. 
still not quite comprehending uh, what it was that he wanted them to do, uh, the men moved toward his desk, whereupon the president handed each of them a Bible of their own to peruse. Get to work, men, he told them. I can't act without warrant. I can't pronounce policy without precedence or precept. Roosevelt believed that there were absolutes. To his mind, virtue must always be accountable to that set of unchanging principles, ones that are not affected by the movement of the clock or the advance of the calendar. And he believed that those absolute principles could only be reliably found in the book of books, the Bible, the very foundation of all resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and resources and the brand new Stand Fast app, go to georgegrant.net.